It's a new year. It's a new year. How many of you are just thankful for a new year? God knows that we need a fresh start. God knows we need a fresh start. Thank you, Chris. How many of you love Chris? Just love this guy. He just had a birthday. So if you want to give him uh, some money or, like, credit card numbers, he'll put it to work. Am I right? Awesome. My son Noah just had a birthday. Kyle had a birthday. Ten more. It's a birthday season. Listen, uh, today, please don't tell me you'll see me next year. Don't tell me that. I've heard the joke five times, but it trips me up every time. See you next year. (laughs) I get it. I get the joke, but it just throws me off. Okay? (laughs) It's It's old. How many of you are ready? How many of you are ready to put 2017 behind you? Thank God for 2017, but we need to put it behind us. How many of you know this was the year of fidget spinners? Let's put that behind us. Can I hear an amen? <laughs> it, they don't work. I tried it. I mean, it doesn't make it doesn't make you concentrate. Let's put the slime behind us, the homemade slime. Let's put it behind us. I don't know if I can because it's stuck in my carpet for the rest of my life. Slime is everywhere. Listen, you parents that think it's cheaper for your kids to make slime at home, it's not. It's cheaper to just buy it at the store because they're going to have four bottles of glue. They're going to ask for all of your shaving cream, and, uh, and, and it's going to be a disaster. Let's just, just put, put all of that... What, what is this thing, Noah? What is this that whole thing? What is that called? It's a dab. Can you do it for me really quick? Can you, let's put that behind us. Let's put that behind us. I enjoyed it for the first hundred times. Hundredth time, let's, let's go ahead and move on. The, the water bottle thing, you know, you flip the water bottle, it lands right. He's doing it right. And then you dab. Everything's a dab. We're going to put, we're gonna, we need something new in 2018. Do y'all realize that the, the jeans are getting skinnier? And there's, it's not about, it's not about uh, just holes in the jeans, but they're slits now. It's skinny jeans with slits, and they're for guys. And the problem is they don't have anything trendy that is uh, not for skinny people. So I want that to be over with. If you're not skinny and you're wearing skinny jeans, you look like an upside-down bowling pin. You know what I mean? Or a penguin. Don't look like that. If you don't wear a size zero, don't wear them. They're not working for you no matter how much you think they're trendy. Can I get an amen? (laughs) Just like some of those things that we have to put in the past. Pastor Jen's wanting Pastor Paul to wear skinny jeans. I heard that conversation all the way. She's into it. (laughs) Just like we need to put those kind of things in the past. How many of you know we need to put some fear in the past? We need to put some excuses in the past. We need to put some disappointments in the past. And we really need to step into what God has for us. You know, instead of a resolution, I believe that God is going to give us a revolution. I believe that God is going to mess things up for us in a good way. And that we're going to overturn the enemy. And I believe that 2017 was a year of preparation. Look at your neighbor and say it was a year of preparation. But 2018 is a year of possession. God was preparing you to possess what you've been believing for. Do you believe that? 
And I just believe that God is setting us up. He's setting us up because he has something great for us. You might have gone through a lot of things in 2017, but it wasn't for nothing. It was so that God can set you up so that you can enter in. There are some hang-ups that we might have found ourselves entering into in 2017. But I got news for you. Your past is over. His grace is greater. Your future's brighter. And you got to come into faith with that. You got to come into faith that the past is the past. Don't identify yourselves with the hang-ups that you have found yourselves in in 2017. How many of you believe that God can make all things new? I believe he can make all things new. Write this down. If you're taking notes, write this down. If you're not taking notes, write this down. (laughs) You will only get all that God has for you when you give all that you have for God. You will only get all that God has for you when you give all that you have for God. How many of you know we got to draw near to him? we got to draw near to him. You know, one of my greatest fears in life is dying and going to heaven and realize all the things that I could have done. To go to heaven and realize I didn't even tap in to the potential that I could have tapped into because I let arguments and different opinions and different uh, systems control the way that I live my life. I want to get to heaven and God say, well done, good and faithful servant. You did, you walked through every open door. You took every opportunity that I gave you. You did all that I asked you to do. How many of you, just wave your hand if that's what you want when you get to heaven. See, people love the idea of possessing the new, but they resist the process. Everybody's like, ah, oh, man, I want the new. I want change. But they resist The process. See, process equals change. Process equals change. You cannot change without a process. Ask people that go to the gym. How many of you know it's a process? You don't just say, you know what, I want to get in shape, and then you walk into a gym, and then all of a sudden you get in shape. (laughs) They say that everybody that signs up for a gym membership at the beginning of the year, only 20% of them stay. Because people realize it was a good idea. But if you don't sweat, you're not going to change. If you don't go through the process, you're not going to change. And so it is important that we know that when we change, everything changes. When we change, everything changes. How many of you believe that? Your change, see, we're not waiting for God to drop something in our lap. God is waiting for us to step into faith, and get into the things that he's called us to do. Amen? See, it takes a pressing. It takes a pressing in order to change. You're waiting on God, but God's waiting on you. Am I right? You won't see any change in anything unless there's a pressing. Am I right about it? Unless there's a, pre- a pressing. There has to be a pressing. You're, Pastor Jen, you're a school teacher. You know that if you're just complacent in school, you're not going to go to the next level. In order to go to the next level, there's going to have to be some challenges. There's going to have to be some pressing. There's going to have to be some things that are uncomfortable that you're not good at. We talk about we want all that God has for us, but we have to be willing to sweat. You say, well, that's just the law. No, no, no. Faith in works produces change. What you believe you can tell what you believe by what you do. 
Come on, somebody. And this is what, this is what Paul said in Philippians 3.12. It says, I don't mean to say that I have already achieved these things. Has anybody made it here? Have you already made it? You're the perfect Christian. No, I don't think anybody. Even Paul said, I haven't made it. He said, he, he hasn't reached perfection, but I press. Say press. I press on to possess. I press on to possess. I press on to possess. If 2018 is going to be a year that we possess, then it needs to be a year that we press. Come on, somebody. How about not let's live in fantasy land? You got to press. Am I right about it? But I press on to possess the perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on one thing. Say one thing. This is one thing, forgetting the past and looking to the the future. It's one thing, forgetting the past and looking to the future. You cannot look into the future until you forget the past. Am I right about it? It's one thing. One thing I do, forgetting the past and looking to the future and what lies ahead. I press on. He says it again. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God through Christ Jesus is calling us. Look at your neighbor and say, push. Push, push. Three elements. I want to give you three elements really quick to push. This is how, this is like the prerequisite for change. Listen, we give God our all, he'll take us where we can't go. He's not asking you to be perfect. He's asking to give it your all. Isn't that what you want to see on a football team? You want to see a football team give it their all. You know if not everybody on the team is giving their all, they're not going to win. But they have to press. They have to push. If they give it their all, see, if we give it our all, God takes us where we can't go. That's called grace. God is just waiting for us to give our all. Not do something we can't do. As a matter of fact, you need to give God all your weaknesses, all your shortcomings, all your arguments. And you give him your all, and he's going to take you where you can't take yourself. Do you believe that? Man, that's the story of my life. You know you know that people look at your life and say, I know that they didn't do that. I know that they're not living for God. They're going to church every Sunday. Wait, they're getting connected. They're changing lives. Well, it wasn't because you just were awesome. You said, God, I give you my all. And he took you where you couldn't go. That's grace. Amen? Three elements for change. Number one. Number one, you have to desire change. You have to desire. You have to desire. See, God moves when you desire. You're not going to get change unless you desire it. You're not going to change unless you really want it. You're not going to change unless there is a fire to change. How many of you want that desire? You know why we don't have desire? Because we let doubt seep in. We don't desire things because we've let disappointments and doubt seep in. But how many of you know that doubt and disappointments can be left in 2017 and we can start to rise up in faith for what God has for us? What do you desire? Because let me tell you this, if you don't desire anything, you're not going to get anything. If you don't desire it, you're not going to get it. It's not going to change. You're not going to move. You're not going to. God always works with people that have a desire. See, I love that scripture that, see, in, in all, the, all the, new, the new verses say that if you ask for anything, you'll receive it. But if you look at that root word ask, it's desire. 
So it's not just I ask for it. I ask for it with a desire. It's not that I just want it. There's a passion in me that I say I believe that God can do it. Now, what do you want? The question is today, what do you want? What do you want? What do you want God to do in your life? You got to want that more than anything. You got to want that more than anything. You got to want God more than anything and the desire that he has for your life, that has to become your desire. Am I right about it? See, you have to make up your mind and say this is what I want. We we're tossed so many times and say, I kind of want this, I kind of want that. And God's saying, make up your mind what you really want. I believe in 2018, God's going to begin to produce fruit like he's never had before in our lives. There's going to be change. There's going to be a wind of the Holy Spirit. There's going to be such a shift in the atmosphere because there's a group of people that are living beyond themselves and say, I want and I desire to be used by God. What do you want? What do you want? Mark eleven twenty four. Therefore, I say unto you, what things soever you desire when you pray and you believe, you'll receive them. How many of you know that's a word from God? That's a promise. We can just hang it up and go home right now because he says if you desire it and you pray it, you're going to have it. The problem is we pray with no desire. But if we pray with desire and say, no, 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 this is all I want. Like Hannah, she said, I'll do whatever to have a son. So this is what I want. This is what I'm focused on. This is what I want to do for God. God, this is where I am. How many of you know that the woman with the issue of blood, she was bleeding for 12 years. She had a desire to be healed. There was something in her faith that said, no, you got to touch Jesus. That's got to be the one thing that you want. So she crawled on her hands and knees and touched the hem of Jesus' garment, believing that she was going to get healed. And what happened? She was healed. Could you see her desire? Blind Bartimaeus, he said, I want to see. He's blind. Jesus said, what do you want? He said, I want to see. It's what he wanted more than anything. What do you want in 2018 more than anything? That's what God wants to speak to you today. And there's going to be something in you where you draw the line and you begin to pass over. You begin to cross over. Why? Why? Because you know what you want. You can't even order at McDonald's if you don't know what you want. Am I right about it? You got to know what you want. What do you want? What do you want God to do in your life? Where do you want God to bring you in your life? Number two, and I can get somebody to come and play. You got to be willing to change. You got to be willing to change. See, if, if, if you can have the desire, but if you're not willing to listen, then you'll never change. You might have the desire. It is like, I know I keep using the gym for a uh, reference, but if you go in the gym and you're telling the trainer, I'm doing all that I can do, I desire to work out, I'm going every single day, and he says, you know that little thing in your diet? you got to change. You know, I've I've already tried that. I've already tried that diet. I've already tried that that thing. And and it just doesn't work. And he's like, no, you've got to change. See, if you want to change, you've got to be willing to change. You got to be willing to say, I'm going to change what you're telling me I'm going to do. That's how change comes, not just the desire, but hey, I got to get coached. Am I right about it? See, what causes us to not be willing to change? It's pride. It's pride. It's it's this thing, it's thing, see, the the root of it, have you ever been in a place where you were feeling insecure and somebody was trying to tell you something and you were very defensive? 
right? They're like, this is what needs to change. But you're dealing so much with insecurity or you're dealing so much with hurt that what happens? You start to get arguments. And you say, Hi, I've tried. Don't tell me. And before you know it, you become the person that's full of excuses instead of full of faith. Defensive. The Bible calls it stiff-necked. Well, I want a new year, but I don't want to change anything. I desire it, but I'm going to do the same thing I did last year. Isn't that the, the, the definition of stupidity? To expect something different, but never change. And God's speaking to all of us, and he's saying, this is what I want you to do this year. This is what I want you to do. Yeah, but God, don't let your big butts get in the way, amen? But God, I, I try, but God, why, why, is there another way? How many of you know there was no other way than for Jesus to go to the cross? What did he have to say? He said, not my will, but your will be done. He might be saying, you know that night that you love to spend time with just yourself? I want you to do something with that night. You know, you know the, the, the thing that you like? You know, you might have to change some things. You might have to tweak some things in order to see change. See, don't let your re rejection cause resistance. Amen. See, Hebrews 3, 7, I'm not going to read it all, but it, it, it begins to say the people of Israel, they could have gone straight into the promised land, but they hardened their heart, and they did not listen to the voice of God. And because they didn't listen to the voice of God, they never possessed the land that God had for them. How many of you know that we can't have a hard heart? We got to say, God, whatever you say, I'm going to do. I desire it so much, I'm willing to change. Number three, and we're going to take communion. You got to be committed to change. There is no change without sacrifice. Say that with me. There is no change without sacrifice. You never see anybody successful that did not sacrifice. You never see anybody change by being complacent. Well, how did you get there? Well, I just kind of, you know, chilled and then it just kind of happened. No, you never talked to anybody. You said, I wanted it, I figured out how to get it, and I made a commitment. How many of you want 2018 to be different than 2017? That you go higher, you go further. Listen, the enemy might throw some things at you, but you already drew a line in the sand. You know what you're going after, and he's going to say, man, I knock them down, but they keep getting back up. They keep changing. They keep coming to Sunday. They keep coming to life group. They keep praying. They keep reading the word. Why? Because they set their mind on one thing. They set their mind on one thing. See, Abel, Cain and Abel, Abel gave his first and his best. Remember the story? Abel gave his first and his best. Cain just gave what was convenient. And God said, I'm going to bless Abel, but I'm not going to bless Cain. Cain got mad. It's kind of like us when we go through the motions and we see other people get blessed. You're like, why does it happen for, for them? And God is like, because they gave it their all. Cain got so mad at Abel that he got bitter and killed Abel. And his blood started 
to scream out from the ground. He got so mad. See, jealousy comes and bitterness comes. Rejection comes when you haven't said, I'm going to give it all to God. And excuses come and you begin to say, you know what, God, you rejected me. He said, I'm not rejecting you. I want your all. I want your all. I want your all. How many of you want to say this year, 2018, I'm giving God my all? See, it's not enough to come just to come to church. You got to come to church believing God's going to do a miracle. It's not enough to go to work and just try to get by. You're going to work to see who you can reach and work so hard that people say they have to have a relationship with God. It's not enough to be complacent. It's not enough to just sit around and say, God, I hope you do something. God is saying, you got to sacrifice. Come on, you got to sacrifice. You got to push. Come on, I don't want to be the guy to tell you God is going to do it all. God did it all on Calvary already 2,017 years ago for you to be able to be empowered, to give it your all, and for him to take you where you can't go. Come on, you got to say I'm drawing a line in the sand. When they call a fast, I'm going to fast. Try it. Try it. Try giving God your all and begin to see what he does in your life. I guarantee you, I guarantee you, you're going to see change. Isn't that what Jesus said? He said, if you want to follow me, really, you got to deny yourself. You got to pick up your cross. You got to follow. Denying yourself is the hardest thing, right? You got to pick up your mission. Deny yourself, pick up your cross, come and follow me. But Jesus, I want to follow you. He said, come on, follow me. But, but I, you know, I just bought a piece of land, and I got to tend to it. He says, those that put their hand back to the plow isn't fit for the kingdom of God. Jesus, I want to follow you. I want to follow you. I want to give you my all. It's my desire. He says, come on. He said, well, I got to go bury somebody that just died. He said, let the dead bury the dead. Where's your sacrifice? See, God wasn't being harsh. He was trying to... He was trying to give us something. He was saying, listen, don't say you want to follow after God, but not back it up with sacrifice. How many of you know that sacrifice, when you give it your all and you feel the grace of God, you're able to do so much more than you could do on your own? And I believe that this year, we're going to start the year out. Next week, we're going to talk about how we're going to start the year out in prayer and, and focusing on God and getting the right mindset. You might say, you know what, to be honest with you, I don't desire anything. To be honest with you, I don't feel like doing anything. To be honest with you, I don't really care what God wants. I'm living my life right now. I want to be complacent. But something deep down inside of me tells me there's more to life than this. Then I, I want to challenge you. Communion. Jesus said, if you eat my flesh and you drink my blood, then you have life in you. It's life more abundantly. It's new life. See, the problem is we're all messed up. Am I right about it? We've got the stinking thinking, right? We've got emotions that aren't right. Come on, are y'all all Jesus' third cousins or something? Or you admit that you got some issues. All right, that's why we're all here. Because we know that we're not thinking right. We're not feeling right. 
We don't have that desire. And God says, hey, come get a part of me, and I'm going to put the life in you. I'm going to put the right thoughts in you, the right emotions in you, the right will. And if you ever want a fresh start, a fresh mindset, a fresh way of seeing things, and you got to say, God, I need a part of you. I need that bread. I need that bread, which is your body that was broken. I want to look at you. I, I want to receive your word, and I need your grace. Are you glad that God didn't just give us his word, but he gave us some grace? The bread is God's word. It's, he says, this is what you need to do. His blood is the grace to get you there. Yeah, give God a hand if you want to. And this year, starting today, I believe we can say, you know what, God? Give me your thoughts. Give me your emotions. Give me your will. I can't do it on my own but I'm going to come to you. That's what we're doing today. And we're going to worship and be in his presence. Maybe you don't know what you desire, but today in his presence, you're going to find out. You're going to take communion. You're going to get in the presence of God, and God's going to, there's something that's going to explode on the inside of you, and you're saying, that's what I really want. Fear got in the way of me seeing it. That's what I'm willing to do. That's what I'm going to change in my life. Maybe you came here today and you haven't even thought about this, but the moment you take communion and you get in God's presence and thank him, God's going to begin to explode his word on the inside of you. Do you believe that today? Now, you might come in here and you don't have a relationship with God. Today is the day of salvation. Don't try to wait to get everything together and then come to God. Come to God and he'll get it all together. Well, you know, next week, you know, I got, I want to do, I got some things that, you know, these things, I got to, no, God said, come to me, I'll work those things out. Today is the day of salvation. You want a new start? Your new start is asking him in your heart. That's your new start. And you say, well, how do I do it? You just say a prayer. You commit your heart to him. Not to say that you'll be perfect. Not to say that you'll get it all together but you'll have a relationship with him to walk you through things that you weren't able to walk through on your own. You'll have a father to bring you through, amen? And he's gonna finish the work that he starts in you today. Do you believe that? He's gonna finish the work. He's gonna finish the work. He's gonna finish the work. 2017, it was preparation, but God's gonna finish the work. In 2018, he's gonna bring it together. Things are gonna make sense. The puzzle pieces are coming together and you were, you're gonna think, oh, that's why I had to go through that because God is bringing me to this. He is gonna finish the work that he started in you. Do you believe it? If you believe it, give God a shout today. Now, I want to say a quick prayer for those that say, you know what, I want to give my life to God. And if we can, all say this prayer together to encourage them. It's not a light thing to make that decision. But if we can all bow our heads and close our eyes, and those of you that want to make that decision today, if we, we're going to say this prayer with you. Say this with me. Say, Jesus, I want a relationship with you. I'm, I'm tired of living this life on my own. I know that I'm far away from you. I know that my sins put you on the cross, but I repent. I turn away. I change today. And I ask you to come into my life. I believe that you are the son of God. 
you are my Lord that died for me, that was buried for me, but rose again. I believe you're here today. I accept you into my heart. With nobody looking around today, just lift your hands. If you prayed that prayer, I'm not going to point you out. I see your hands in the back. I see your hands all over the room, all over the room, all over the room. This is the day of salvation. I see your hands. Keep your hands up. I see your hands to the left. God bless you. God bless you, sir. God bless you, sir. This is the year that your family changes. God bless you. God bless you. Lord, I thank you that you're going to finish the work that you started in them. And when they take communion today, they're going to get into your presence and they're going to feel you like they never have before. In the mighty name of Jesus.